this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Presenting full-length adaptations of films, stage plays, and other stories, it's The Mutual Stage. Proudly sponsored by America's home of delicious legumes, International House of Green Beans. Tonight's episode, A Cold Night's Death, starring the Narada Radio Company. And now, the host of The Mutual Stage, Mr. Jack Ward. Good evening. Tonight we present a gem from the heady days of 1970s American television an ancient rustic time when there existed but three major networks. No cable TV, and the internet wasn't even a gleam in Al Gore's eye. It first aired in 1973 on the American Broadcasting Company, and it is called A Cold Night's Death. This made-for-TV movie featured two big stars of the day, Robert Culp and Eli Wallach. And the play is dominated by their characters, Robert Jones and Frank Inari. Scientists sent to the northernmost reaches of the wilderness to determine what might have happened to another scientist who was studying primate behavior in a remote laboratory north of the Arctic Circle. We've tried to capture the stark tenseness of the original, for we believe that this tale is one worthy of the best episodes of The Twilight Zone, or radio's Quiet Please. Our story begins at the aforementioned remote laboratory, then shifts to Fairbanks, Alaska, at NASA's biological research facility there. It will, of course, eventually return and finish up at the same remote laboratory. And now, the mutual stage proudly presents A Cold Night's Death. Nobody! 
Listened! Base to summit. Come in, please. Nobody listen! Welcome to Alaska, gentlemen. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Cooper. Thanks, Dr. Cooper. Good to see you. Now, I know you've just landed, but time is of the essence. Today is our fifth day without radio contact from Dr. Vogel at Tower Mountain. Now, we're not sure what the problem is. It could be the continuing snowstorms in that area, or it could be that something has happened to him. Is that why you couldn't send anybody up sooner, the weather? That's partly it. Uh, Let Dr. Cooper finish, Robert. Uh, Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, gentlemen, I fear for Vogel's well-being. Before we lost contact, his transmissions were becoming more and more sporadic and uh, irrational, Uh, to the point that he began reporting having conversations with such figures as Napoleon and Alexander the Great. That does sound troubling, sir. I'm concerned he's not feeding and caring for the primates up there, nor recording the results of his altitude experiments on them. If such is the case... Yes, four years of research for the space program wasted. Well, let's see. Today is January 30th. As you both know, our promised delivery date to NASA is less than three months from now. We must salvage the project. Uh, The fact that you two were available takes a great deal of weight off my mind, which is the other reason why we haven't yet sent anybody else up there. Since it was your research, after all, on stress situations that man might encounter in space exploration, that is the basis of our program. Uh, uh, How soon do we leave, Dr. Cooper? Within the hour. The storm has lessened enough so that Chapel can fly you up there. Uh, There's time for you to grab a bite to eat beforehand if you want. And I'm sending along an extra chimpanzee in case the other primates have been badly neglected. All right. Dr. Jones, Dr. Anari, I wish you luck. And I confess that I am deeply concerned as to what you may find up there. This place is a mess. Frank, grab the other end of this cage. Help me set it on the table. Jumping cats. Did Vogel do all this? Who else? I mean, it looks like a mob went through here. 
Let's try to find the man. Chapel, I'll head this way. Vogel! You gonna look after Geronimo? I really should. Uh, he may be coming out of sedation soon. Vogel? It's me, Chappie. Any luck? Not yet. The other spaces are like this one. Papers strewn all around, gear and furniture overturned. It's a sense you went nuts. Oh, uh, um, uh, well, uh, clear off this sofa for me, will you? I, I want to set Geronimo down. Uh, bring him to. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. Uh, poor little guy, he's cold. Has he moved yet on his own? Not yet. Ah, that, that looks like a blanket under that pile. Can I have it? Sure. Uh, it's a towel. Will that do? It ought to. Thanks. There we are. Ah, he's coming out of it. Uh, are you going to check on the other primates? Yeah, I really should. I wonder if Chappie's found Vogel yet. In here! Hey! Hey! Chappie, you find Vogel? No. In here. The monkeys! Oh my god. They're nearly frozen to death. Where's the heater? Why is it off? Here's kerosene. Okay, good. All right, start her up. There we go. You find any sign of Vogel? Nope. I think these guys will be okay now. Let's keep looking. By the way, so far every room I've looked in has been trashed. Every room but this one. Same here. What do you make of it? I don't know. Vogel's been here by himself, hasn't he? Of course. Just doesn't seem possible that one guy could do this much damage. When we find him, we can ask him. Yeah. Stay here. I'll go ahead and check the next couple of rooms. What do you need that for? I'd rather have it and not need it. Okay. What's this, the electronics room? Cripes, everything's covered in snow and ice. Why the hell is that window open? I got it! Oh, that's better. Just look at all this gear. I'll bet it's ruined. How could Vogel be so careless? I am going to kick that man's butt so hard he'll- Bob. Yeah? Bob, you need to see this. Okay, where are you? Other side of the tall racks. Oh no. Vogel.
Summit to base. Summit to base. Do you read? Go ahead, Summit. Say, uh, we're on an open channel. You want all this? Where'd you find him? In the electronics room. Frozen stiff. Looked like an ice sculpture. I guess it was a heart attack. He must have assumed he was locked in, but he wasn't. He had his keys. The, the door was open. Why he opened the window? God knows he knew better than that. I Coffee? To try and get out. Yeah, okay, He left Thanks. the snow and the cold in, and I guess he must have gotten hit when he went to close it. He's just sitting there, frozen at the tape recorder, holding onto the microphone. He ran off about 300 feet of tape. Might tell you what he was thinking at the time. Look, I got about 15 minutes to get out of here. It's starting to come down pretty good. Let me talk to Anari. Frank? <clears throat> Inari. How are the monkeys? Well, uh, I've just checked them over superficially. There's no signs of starvation or dehydration. Uh, they're just cold. We got a lucky break when the generator stayed on. There's a thousand watts of light in here, and that provided some of the heat. What about Geronimo? Oh, he's just coming out of sedation. I'd like that tape recorder. No, we need that recorder. We need the recorder. We transcribe all of our work. Can you remove the tape? Send it back with Chappie? Not if he wants to hear what's on it. It was 20 below in there. It'll shatter. It was 20 below. The table shatter. Do it right then, okay? Let me know when it thaws. Chappie? Yo? Give them what orientation you can. Then, load Vogel's body on the chopper and get out of there. Summon out. Base out. Okay, guys. I assume you already know how to operate the radio. Come with me and I'll show you how to operate the generator and how to make water. this? Do you believe any part of this? I'll finish cleaning up the place. I mean, it's like... I, I don't know what it's like. Oh, it's not so bad. Not so bad? You hermit, you'd like it if it was a hole in the ground. Well, look, we've got pots, pans, utensils. Uh, food supplies are good. Uh, stocks are ample. How do we get into this mess anyway? What? <laughs> well, they told us to get into it. Uh-huh. You answered the phone. You answer the phone too much, Frank. It's a terrible habit. Hiya, Geronimo. How's the boy, huh? Yeah. Here's some coffee. Uh. 
Well, I give it two stars. As opposed to what? What do you take, Robert? What'll I take what? Duty roster. See? Duty roster? Well, we've got to keep the place clean. Uh, somebody's got to make up the beds, uh, clean out the monkey cages, make the water, fill up the tanks with... Uh, with. I cannot make this shot while you're talking, but I will <clears throat> make the water. You make the water, you, you take the water, and the butane. Now... Who cooks? In the interest of mercy, you cook. All right, I cook. And who cleans? Well, that's always the guy who cooks. <laughs> All right, I cook and I clean. Robert, do you mind if we talk a little business? Go ahead. Well, let's take Geronimo. I'd like to leave him out of his cage. Uh, let him run loose for a while. I'd like to see how he adapts to being let loose from confinement. Okay. Look, Robert, I, I like it here. I like the work. I like the analysis. Y you like to explore the unknown. I don't. I don't like going around corners in places I can't see. You do. You like clues and all they add up to. That's what's been eating you, Robert. No mystery to solve. They've taken all the pleasure out of it for you. They've done your job, but not mine. Work with me, Robert. <sighs> Insanity didn't get Vogel. He died of boredom. I know you'll think I'm crazy, Cooper. But you must listen to me. Won't want to believe what I'm telling you here. But you have to. What has happened is. That's better, isn't it, fellas? Oh, there you are, Robert. Uh, get the water going? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of snow to shovel. Oh, oh, what are you doing? I'm dropping this one's temperature on a specified time course, one degree every 12 minutes. Uh, take a look. Are you all right? Yeah. Oh, it's the altitude. Every shovel full of snow. You think it's gonna be your last? Take some uh, oxygen. Huh? No, it's all right. I just don't see how Vogel did everything by himself. Huh. He looks comfortable enough. Yeah, I scanned him pretty thoroughly. No excitability. And Euresis? Encopresis? No. <laughs> You've got a very nice 
adaptable client. I uh summit. Come in, summit. Oh, I'll get no, it. No, no, I got it. Base to summit. Come in, summit. Yeah, bar's open, five o'clock. The new tests you ran on the monkeys are really interesting. Okay. Have you reached any conclusions? Well, we still don't know the range of their tolerance. What's your projection? Frank is taking one of the little nitwits down to 15 degrees now, one degree at a time. We'll... we'll see. <laughs> uh, you don't sound like you're making any new friends. They're not too friendly. Are you still using the tape recorder? Yeah, tapes on everything. The equipment's working okay? What, the recorder? Yes. I don't know why Vogel's tapes came out blank. I just can't understand it. Any development with Geronimo? He takes food and water as offered. As a control, he wasn't necessary, but you know that. He's, uh, he's not telling us anything new. We got the autopsy on Vogel, by the way. It came in this morning. A little surprise. No heart attack. What? Hello, Summit. Base to Summit. No heart attack? Blood enzymes and arteries clear. Uh, lungs clear. No vascular disorder. No clots or obstructions. What's the rest of it? Injuries? No broken capillaries, bones, or veins. No internal bleeding. It's a clean pathology. I'm afraid that window got him. He froze to death. I eat too much. <laughs> I'm going to cut down. It's not as if there's any physiological harm to it. It's psychological, in fact. It's uh, <laughs> too easy to grab a bite. I'll, uh, I'll probably cut down. It just doesn't scan, Frank. No. You know, uh, nothing ever does, does it? It, it just doesn't scan. Well, what's the what's the trouble, Robert? Ever seen anybody frozen to death? There's a peacefulness that comes over their features. All the muscles in their face relax. It's just like going to sleep. I'm uh, not very good at reading between the lines, I'm afraid. Well, Vogel looked like he was about to be bludgeoned to death. What are you talking about? I don't know. What do you mean, you don't know? I don't know what I mean. Look, you can't ascribe an attitude to a dead man just because of what you see on his face. It's highly unprofessional. That's right. But just suppose for a moment, assume with me, he was in physical fear. You can't make an assumption like that. Here, Geronimo, eat this. Good boy. Well, you bought Chappie's assumptions. Of course. Vogel was in the room, thought he was locked in the room, had the keys in his pocket. 
he would have opened the window, knowing he was going to freeze to death? That's logical? There's nothing illogical about it. He was psychotic. You said so yourself. You saw the place. He tore it apart. But just suppose with me for a moment. Why did he go to that room? It's the only one with a lock on the door. He could lock himself in. But the door wasn't locked. He was going to open the window? Knowing it would kill him? Why? He ran off 300 feet of tape while he was freezing to death, and it's blank! Well, there's nothing contradictory about that. Vogel just forgot to turn on the recording device on the tape recorder. That's why he didn't get his voice. No, no, that doesn't explain the window or the door. I don't think we've got it. It doesn't add up. I don't think we know how Vogel died. I don't buy that, Robert, that it doesn't add up. As for me, well, I don't know. There's a mistake in the thinking somewhere. It's flawed. It's something. I don't know. I'll figure it out in the shower. on in here. How the hell? What a cold in here. What? Oh, damn. Frank? Frank? International House of Green Beans is bringing you the mutual stage presentation of A Cold Night's Death, starring the Narada Radio Company. 
friends, last Thanksgiving we were swamped with orders for our traditional green bean casserole. We barely had enough to cover thousands of orders. So I want to remind you to place your order with us this year as early as possible. And for the rest of the year, when you think of green beans, think of IHOGBA. And now the curtain rises on Act 2 of A Cold Night's Death. It is now the morning after Dr. Robert Jones's strange experience in the electronics room. Frank, do you realize what time it is? Why didn't you wake me? Oh, Robert, the generator. Check the generator. I can't get it started. Okay. Oh, man, the water. Frank! Yeah? Open up all the taps. The water's freezing. The pipes could burst. Oh, no. Not... Oh, no. Ugh. It's all right. It's all right, my boy. See? The lights are on, and the water will start flowing in the pipes again. There you are. I've been waiting. It's time to give them their injections. Yeah, well, did you forget that you turned on every tap in the place? Pretty exciting morning, eh? But our work here must still go on. Let's start with Allie. Hold still, Allie. There. Uh, you know, Robert, I'd like to know... You'd like to know what, Frank? Ah. <sighs> I never touched the heat last night. I'm not accusing you. It was an honest error. I did not touch the heat, and I never went near the generator. I saw you, Robert. You went downstairs. Yeah, I thought you might have been playing possum. If you were awake, then you heard the monkeys raising hell down here. No, I didn't. Well, I did. And when I came down, there was one light on in the electronics room. Did you use the medical analyzer last night? I haven't touched the medical analyzer since we got here. Well, it was turned on, and the window was open in the room. Snow was coming in and melting on the floor. And when I went to close the window, the door began to swing shut on me. You opened the window. The draft shut the door. I'm going to open that window at 2 o'clock in the morning when the temperature is 20 below... You don't see the pattern? I don't see the pattern? What pattern? To what happened to Vogel. Robert, you're so turned on by this thing, you can't think of anything better to do with yourself. It could cost you your life messing around like this. I'll go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
February 15th, evening radio transmission with base confirmed snowstorm. Third since we arrived here two weeks ago. Food deprivation tests started this a.m. Subject monkeys Allie and Richie placed on quarter rations of food and water. Symbiotic relationships disrupted by mid-p.m. Mutual hostility accompanied by anger and aggression. Continuing dependency behavior test of Geronimo since a.m. fright. I uh, brought you your dinner, Robert. Thanks. How's it going? Well, I'm not exactly running the table. Frank, I'd like to talk to you. All right. (sighs) Everything you said about me is true. I don't like this kind of work. I bloody hate it. It bores me and I get depressed. Now, I'm a professional, Frank. I don't play games. Robert, those were careless things. I know you. You can't stand a mystery. Anything that can't be, be immediately explained. I don't understand why you continue to worry. Because you know I didn't go anywhere near the heat last night, and I wouldn't touch the generator, and I never would have opened that window. Who did? Vogel somehow found himself in that room. I found myself in the room. The window was open on Vogel, and the window was open on me. The door closed on Vogel, and it was closing on me. Now, I have been very patient with you. When we got here, the heat was turned off. This morning, when we woke up, the heat was turned off. Deranged perceptions, delusions. You're running 140 degrees. There's something here, Frank. Vogel knew it. Listen to you. Excessive, unreasonable accusations. Conditions how you want them to be and not how they are. Something is being uncovered here, Frank, that doesn't want to be uncovered. Robert, I do not want to discuss this with you. Not for another instant. Do you understand? That's final. Frank. Now, this is very interesting, Robert. The reaction factor of the monkeys doesn't always add up. I mean, there's certain inconsistencies. You know the way bacteria develops immunity to certain antibodies? Well, these animals seem to have developed an immunity to stress. They appear distressed, but I'm not so sure. Robert, are you going to come to your senses? Ugh. Coyotes survive at this altitude. Pronghorn sheep and certain rodents. Eight orders of insects and three species of birds. That's all. This place is not being bombarded by barometric phenomenon of cosmic forces. There's nothing unnatural here or supernatural. There's just you and me. You really believe that? That nothing peculiar happened to Vogel? Oh, Robert... You don't share my conviction. You don't share my concern. You haven't for a minute as long as we've been here. I want to hear you say it. Robert, I don't know what the hell is going through your head. It's the altitude. You're ludicrous. I mean, take a look around you. If there was something wrong, I'm not an idiot. 
I go over it with you from stem to stern. I tell you. Okay. Okay. Okay, then. Now look. These full panel workups here, before and after, this is the full deprivation workup. Repeat procedure. Yeah. Enzymes, proteins, urine. Where's the blood analysis? I, I'm, I'm coming to that. I'm going to run a count in the lab. Yeah? That could take days. I've left room for it. I'll fill in the results. Well, why waste time with counts? Why not use the medical analyzer? It'll run the whole assay in 15 minutes. I'm trying to collate the human constitution with behavior. I'm not. Why don't you use the analyzer, Frank? You haven't, have you? Not since we've been here. Because it's in the room where Vogel died. You haven't set foot in that room since the day we found him, have you? Why? What could there possibly be about that room that would bother you? You don't share my conviction. You don't share my concern. You'd tell me if you did. Yes, you'd have told me, my friend. Frank? (sighs) Frank, for God's sake. Where the hell is he? Frank, what the hell is this? Shut the treadmill off, Robert. Go ahead. Uh, You can put Geronimo back in his cage. Uh, Put him back in the lab. Look here. Maybe we've been analyzing this all wrong. Take this animal, for example. Compare him with what we do. We demonstrate the fear hypothesis. The fear stimuli produces radical physiological changes. Rage, hyperventilation, accelerated pressure, and pulse. Extreme fear abolishes our inner fears with the normal pain reaction. Maybe what we had yesterday was not a normal adaptation at all. Maybe what we had here was hypoesthesia, reduced sensitivity to tactile stimuli, producing a momentary tonic immobility. You don't like that, Robert, do you? Look at your face. Maybe now you understand how it feels. Hypoesthesia, hypersensitivity. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about, Robert, and no book. You're experimenting with me. It's not the monkeys you're working on. It's the monkeys and Inari. Every time I turn around, it's the lights left on, the windows open, the door ajar, the heat. I understand. No, I understand. Maybe that's the way you go about doing things. Maybe that's the way you like an experiment set up. But it's me you're experimenting on. Now, why don't you be honest? Come out and tell me so. I'll I'll accept it. I'm going to find out what's going on here, and I'm going to find out tonight. Okay, Frank. All right. Why don't we get a good night's sleep first, huh? We'll get a good night's sleep, and then we can thrash it all out in the morning. That... That's terrific. All right, Robert, that's terrific. (laughs) 
Breakfast? Usually welcome at this time of day. Uh, why don't you make the coffee? I'll take a quick shower. All right. Robert! Robert, th there's no water. Every time I go in there to take a shower... Oh my god, what now? Food. Strewn all over the floor. Oatmeal, cold cereal, anything in a paper bag or a pasteboard box. Torn <clears throat> to shreds. It was you. I know it was you. I know it was you. I guessed. I guessed. Break out the cigars and the whiskey. We're not running a laboratory up here. We're running a hustle. Scientist discovers abominable snowman in high altitude research center. That's the con, isn't it? You fraud. You fake. You're not a man to be trusted, Robert. Selfish. No morals. If you think you're going to buy yourself some kind of immortality with this, this... Why is it you've never done great things in the world, Robert? What's the matter? What's wrong? It isn't for want of ambition. Eating off other people's talents. That's why you had it in for me. I've been your meal ticket. No more, Robert. No more. We're through. I'm a scientist, at least. Who... No! I'll get the cage door. I've got it. Uh, it, it was my fault. It was my idea. I shouldn't have let him run. He, he probably got angry with me because I wouldn't... Um... Robert, Robert. take a shower now. I have shoveled enough snow in for that, at least. I, uh, well, I don't need to take a shower. On the other hand, if you don't want to take a shower, then don't. Oh, don't use the metal cup, Robert. Uh, you'll burn your mouth. Here, use one of the plastic ones. Uh, sit down there by the heater. Uh, dinner will be ready in about half an hour. I managed to save most of the food. Um, he really shredded it. Uh, boy, it's really coming down out there. Do you have to go out again? Once more. Well, you've been in and out all day. That's true. 
than you do it. Now, Robert, I, I, I didn't mean... It's 20 below out there. A body can't take more than 15 minutes at a time. I understand you, Robert. Look, I, 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 I want to talk to you. Okay. Talk. Robert, I'm sorry. Well, you don't... Wait, let me say it. Let me say it. Uh, I, I, I got hot and frightened. All those things you were bringing up, it was interesting. It was logical. Uh, but it got me going there for a while. I must admit, I thought you really had something there. Well, damn it, Robert. Put yourself in my position. I'm a scientist. I like things in their proper order. It, it, it bothered me. I could see that you had a point uh, when I thought about it, but it's hard to go from A to B to C. I don't know. Then there's that Vogel business. Maybe Chappie was right. No, that doesn't explain the window in the door, Robert. We'll talk about it. We, we'll find it. I know. We'll find it. It's got something to do with the names. Names? What names? You were there. You heard it. You heard it at the same time as... It's something to do with the monkey's names. I don't understand what you mean. What names? I've got the water running into the tub, melting the snow. Will you turn it off down there? I'm going to head out and shovel some more of that beautiful white stuff in. Are you okay, Robert? Are you, are you really okay? Just go take your shower.
What's this? Blood? Ah! Geronimo! Oh my god! there Robert I'm not gonna use this I'm I'm gonna ask you simply Robert to go into the electronics room I'm gonna lock you in there and I'm gonna radio Cooper I couldn't have have done this you damn fool all right I'll go and bring down your bedding Robert you're not feeling well I did not lock myself out Frank. I want you to come along, Robert, please. Who did? You? You? For once in your life. Face it. Face it. We took food away from the monkeys. The food is taken away from us. It's no good, Robert. No good. No good. We subject the monkeys to fear and we're subjected to fear no you did it you did it we put them in isolation and we become isolated you've done all the damage you're going to do subject them to cold and we become subjected to cold I'm not going to let you walk over me anymore, Robert. Do you hear? How much do I have to spell it? Everything that has happened to us has happened before. No, you're going out of your mind. You're going out of your mind. Look at you. You're becoming Vogel. 
You're being made to become like him. Oh, dear God, no, Vogel! He told us the truth. He told us, and nobody listened. He told Cooper, I had conversations with Alexander the Great. What are their names? Julie, Nappy, Ali, Alexander the Great, Napoleon, Julius Caesar. Everything that we have done to them, they have managed to do to us. Frank! No, stay back! Frank, it's the monkeys! Stay back! Uh, uh. Robert! Robert! Oh! That was A Cold Night's Death, an episode of The Mutual Stage, adapted and directed by Pete Lutz, from the teleplay by Christopher Knopf. And now, once again, here's your host, Jack Ward. We thank our cast, headed up by Gino C. Vianelli as Frank, and Pete Lutz as Robert. And we thank you, our audience, for joining us here on The Mutual Stage. We look forward to bringing you another special production, whether it be an adaptation of a classic film, a book, a stage play, or like tonight, one of those rare made-for-TV movie gems. We know you'll enjoy it and we'll come back for more. See you next time on The Mutual Stage. Others in our cast included Tom Conkle as Vogel, Joe Stofko as Cooper, and Dana Gonzalez as Chappie. John Bell provided the primate sounds. Music was composed and performed by Dr. Ross Bernhardt. This production was mixed and mastered by 63 Audio in Corpus Christi, Texas. This is Darren Rockold speaking. On behalf of our sponsor, International House of Green Beans, IHOGBA, we thank you for listening and hope you'll join us again soon for another thrilling episode of The Mutual Stage. Folks, IHOGBA now boasts three locations in beautiful Sandusky, Ohio. We hope you'll visit soon. Green beans are wonderful things, aren't they? Good night from The Mutual Stage.
63 audio. This is mutual. Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama. Or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.